everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of Wrestling with the Future. I'm your host, Psychic Medium Angelo, joined by my co-host today, Mr. Marvelous, the movie maker himself, Mike Messier. Mikey, how you doing? I'm doing great, uh, Angelo. Such a pleasure to have this wonderful guest on the show, a Hall of Famer by anybody's standards, a legend, uh, a wrestler, a trainer, an entertainer. And I can't wait to get talking with him, you, and our other special guest today. And I am also joined by a very dear friend from Ocala, Florida. He is a huge, huge, and I mean with a capital huge, wrestling fan, especially in the days of Vince McMahon Sr. And he has followed our guest's career from day one. His name is Benny Scala. Benny, I'm just going to call you Big Ben. How you doing, Benny? That, that works. Actually, from Newport Ritchie. Although Scala from Ocala rhymes, I kind of like that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, we have an amazing guest today. Let's waste no time and get right into it. Our guest today is a multi, multi-time tag team champion with both World Wrestling Federation and the original Worldwide Wrestling Federation, along with his tag team brother, his partner in crime, Luscious Johnny Valiant. He is also a mainstay of the National Wrestling Alliance, World Championship Wrestling, the AWA, you name it, this guy's been there. He is simply a Hall of Famer at anyone's standard. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, my friend, the boogeyman, Jimmy Valiant. How you doing, brother? Oh, great, man, Angie. Thank you so much, brother. My great here. Hearing from and talking to you again, and Benny, welcome to the show, man. Hey, we're going to cook it today. I'm just so excited to be here and honored, honored, man, to be on your show again, Angelo. You've been a friend of mine for years and years, brother, man, and uh, hey, hey, until the day I die, man, I'm I'm, I'm in your corner, brother. Well, brother, we love you here. You know, this is your, your second appearance here. The first time you were here... I surprised you with a running from an old buddy of yours, Davey O'Hannon. You bet, you bet. Oh, Davey, man, you know uh, it, it was so nice, and uh, you know to hear him, and uh, of course it brought in so many uh, old stories and and just so memories, and uh, you know, you know, that's all you got, man. You know, uh, after you get up there, and uh, you know, no one can ever take the memories away from you. You know, I don't care. Man, you could lose your house. God bless you. Could lose your your health. You could lose everything that you have, and you know, before you go to heaven. But you know what? You you got the memories, and uh, I just smile inside and outside. You exactly. know, when uh, you know stuff like that. Yes, sir. Yes. Well, sir. brother, that's why we do this show. We, uh, you know, we do a very different kind of wrestling show. You know that we keep the memories alive here. You, you know? bet you we, do. You know, we don't talk about, you know, uh, results of matches or get involved in the the drama of it all. You know, I, I like I like the stories and you know that we could sit around for hours and just talk stories, you and I. But we got a couple guys here today that you think I can talk. Where do you hear these guys? Well, I want to introduce them again. We have a, a gentleman, Boogie. He's a good friend of mine. He's a filmmaker, actor, writer, producer, director. His name's Mike Messier, and I'm going to start this off by letting Mike have at it with you. Mikey, you got the boogeyman. Hi, handsome Jimmy. It's such an honor to be talking to you. And, um, you know, we've actually met twice in the past. Uh, 
there was a uh, Ken Spence was a promoter in Greensboro, North Carolina. I went to he had two nights of shows, and uh, I went to the first night as a fan, and the second night I was the ring announcer, and I had to ring announce for you, and I have this photograph from that era. Uh, which you'll see on the YouTube version of the show, but it's me, you, and a, and a buddy of mine, and you had the full beard at the time. This was um, early 1995. So, uh, but I, I, it was Look such a pleasure. Picture. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> it was such a pleasure to to ring announce for you. My very first ring announcing gig, I was ring announcing handsome, handsome boogie woogie man Jimmy Valiant in the main event, yeah. and then um, 2013. I believe you were a featured guest at the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. So I also uh, got to see you there because you did the meet and greets and everything with everybody. And um, But, Jimmy, I kind of wanted, wanted to start off with a, with a personal memory of seeing you wrestle live at the Jim Crockett Senior uh, Memorial Cup 1987 in Baltimore. I believe you teamed um, with Lasertron. And uh, just you, that was such a, a festival of great wrestlers from the Jim Crockett promotions, yourself, um, Raging Bull and Rick Rude were there as a team. Of course, Dusty Nikita won the thing. Do you have any memories specifically to the 1987 uh, Crockett Cup tournament, the two-day event in Baltimore, Maryland, Jimmy? You know, I do. I really do. And hey, and it's great uh, talking to you again, Michael. You know, and, uh, and uh, man, yeah, right there, it brought back so many memories, you know, of uh, Ken Spence. And, and uh, you know, uh, I, I uh, you know, with him, you know, for years, you know, God bless him. And uh, yes, and, and uh, I do remember, uh, you know, that you were with the announcing. And, and uh, I remember, you know, you're such a nice gentleman. And, uh, uh, you thank thank you for all that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that night uh, uh, with the Crockett uh, with Baltimore and uh, we we had that two night. Uh, it was oh, it was great. Dusty Rose, Steamboat, Wahoo, Piper, everybody, man, you know, was just there. And uh, you know, it was for the Crockett Cup, and which was a real big deal. And uh, of course, some um, Laser um, uh, Tron, you know. Uh, you know, uh, which was uh, uh, Hector Guerrero, God bless him, and 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 uh, he was so yeah. excited because they just put that new gimmick on him, man, and uh, he was just so excited, and and uh, you know, he, he's such a, a uh, you know, of course, second generation, and, you know, his father and uh, all his brothers, my guy, you know, and then now there's third, fourth generation of Guerreros and Eddie, Eddie was just a baby, you know, just a young boy. Four or five years old, you know, I remember him, you know, they bring him to, you know, uh, Hector and, um, you know, it's Brad Monto and all his brothers, you know. But um, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, he, I was uh, just so uh, pleased being partners with him because, um, you know, he, he was really special to me. And uh, uh, and he had a great gimmick there, I'll tell you, you know, and, and, and uh, he, um, he he put that together, man, and, and they teamed us up and, and, and um uh, you know, it, it was just just something that uh, that that the, the memories of that night and that two night deal, you know, was so big, so big, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you know, all this was uh, 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 Dusty Rhodes, uh, uh, you know, came out of uh, his head. In fact, that you know, people don't know, uh, you know, but uh, I talk I, I talk about it in my autobiography, Will Mercy Daddy, you know, but. Um, um, you, you know, uh, Dusty, 
that that was his brain uh, brain uh, uh, child, you know, that came out was the the Crockett Cup and uh, the the uh, uh, the uh, um, uh, Stampede, the the uh, uh, you know the the, the um, uh, also Battle Royal, and then also uh, Stampede yep. was it. Yeah. Yeah, Starcade and 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 uh, hey, even even the Boogeyman Jam '84, brother, that was all his. You know? Oh yeah. He, oh man, you know you know uh, Dusty is 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 um it was so talented and and so 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 you know uh, it, 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 who who trained you got to have a mentor you know and yeah. Eddie Graham was his mentor and and uh, just like uh, Dick the Bruiser uh, was my mentor and I had many mentors yeah. but. Um, but Dick, Dick was started me out. But uh, Eddie Graham, you know, he, he just uh, uh, you, you know took him under his wing as, as so so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And 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 uh, so you, you know, all this was uh, even even the American bashes, you know, that we would have, uh, you know, uh, singing and uh, big time man. I mean, you know, he, he would bring in, uh, you know, of course, David Allen Cole just about every year. But uh, oh, sure, we go yeah. on the American, yeah, mm-hmm, wrestling and. Hey, but he, but he brought George Jones on, man. He, you know, he, he brought uh, he brought uh, uh, Waylon Jennings, and you know, so many uh, super. Uh, you know stars what, Jimmy? And, you just brought up something important. You know, mentioning these celebrities. Now, a lot of people don't understand this, but you know, Dusty was ahead of his time in a lot of ways. You know, you, um, you never saw celebrities. In wrestling before that, you know, a lot of people think that Vince McMahon uh, started it with WrestleMania with Liberace and, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali and people like that. But people don't realize that long before WrestleMania, Crockett's were, you know, they were steeped in, in, uh, in celebrity tradition. There were a lot of people, you know, entertainers that uh, that were a part of that organization what, let me exactly. you know, let me ask you a question, Boogie. Yes, Let's talk about Dusty Rhodes. I know that you wrestled against him, you wrestled with him and for him. He was considered a genius. What made him special? Well, you know, uh, to tell you the truth, um, um, I was uh, just a, his, his buddy for for just just to start out. You know, we both started together. You know, the, around you know the early uh, mid '60s, and and in fact, uh, I was uh, working for the Sheik Big Time Wrestling in in um, uh, Angelo in in 19 um, uh, the, the late '90s. Uh, I'm sorry, the late '60s, and in Detroit, and and um, all right. of a sudden, here comes. Uh, Dick Murdoch and Dusty in from from uh, you know just two old wild uh, East East Texas cowboys you know and, and they went as the outlaws and and oh, uh, boy. this was their <laughs> oh man oh man and, and they were they were man they were wild as them you know the the Texas uh, East Texas win man you know and and uh, boy oh boy but but the, they they did real good. Spudnick Monroe was there, and and um, he was our mentor. We were just, you know, all just yeah. just sucking up all the old uh, what we could uh, from, you know. He, he was a great interviewer, Sputnik, and that. But anyway, so I started out with Dusty, man, all the way back, you know, in, in the '60s, and and you know, fifty something years we were, we were together. And God bless, he he's up there in the big ring in the sky, you know. I'll oh, see yeah. him someday. We all will, you know, but. 
but um, he what what made him special, Angelo, was uh, that that he uh, Dusty himself, man, you know, had so much charisma. Not only you know it should just shine, man, uh, in the ring, you know. Oh, it was just unbelievable yeah. what but that guy, you know, and and he was a big kid boy, you know, and he was big all the way up, you know. And I know he got sick there at the end, broke yeah. my heart and and lost all that weight. God bless. But um, yeah. Dusty, Dusty, he just um um just lived it. You know, you, you know, it takes a certain uh, a person to to uh, not only uh, uh, go and, 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 and perform at night, you know, seven days a week, you know, in the arenas, yeah. but then be at the office, man, at nine o'clock in the morning, brother. And, and, you know, we're making these, uh, four, five, 600 mile trips, man. And, and I'm telling you, I, I can't, I couldn't do it. And, and, and another one, of course, was, was, uh, um, um, superstar Billy Graham. I, I mean, I'm saying superstar Billy, uh, Dundee for Tennessee, he, he was that type that could do that to good book and yeah. wrestle every night too. Well, I gotta tell you 24 yeah. hours a day. Yeah, man, 24 hours a day. They lived it. And, and I gotta, and, uh, I gotta tell you something. Yes, sir. I, I don't know if you noticed, but Bill was on the show, uh, last week. Yeah. Oh, I heard it, man. I heard it, brother. I did. I heard all about it. And, uh, yeah. you bet, you bet. And, he and he's coming back on again. Just, Oh, good, 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 good. Well, oh, I tell you what. While while I got you here, yes, sir. I'm gonna. I, I, it's just between us. While I got you here, what I'm gonna do is I get Bill Dundee on. I'd like to have you do a surprise running on him. Oh, we can do it, brother. You bet. Oh, I you know bet. it, bro. Please, let me ask you please. a question because then I'm gonna yes, turn sir. it over. To, I'm gonna turn it over to Benny in just a second. But you mentioned Bill Dundee being a a guy who could book, work the office, and wrestle. Dusty was the same kind of guy. Is that, you know, there was only a few people in the business that could get away with that. And the only other guy I can think of, and I want your opinion on this, might have been Bill Watts. What do you think about Cowboy? Yeah, 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 you bet. Yeah, and and, and he could do the same. Of course, he was uh, the owner then, you know. He, he uh, but, well, you know, in, in, in um, uh, the uh, late 60s, uh, 69 maybe it was, uh, uh, Vern Gagne sent me into Tulsa, and, and uh, I was just, you know, uh, getting, get, getting going there too, uh, and, and, and uh, he, he said that, that uh, himself, uh, and Bill uh, and Von Eric, Fritz, they bought in yeah. to Leroy McGurk. Yeah, they bought in there, and Watts was going to start running it. So I was there right on uh, at the beginning of that, and, wow. and then from there I went to uh, 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 went on to to Texas. And from then they sent me to New York in in seventy seventy one, and that's where I got my I, my original break and and had some Jimmy and and and, and the rest is history. But the thing yeah. is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, Bill, Bill, he could do uh, everything. Of course, he ended up, you know, with the whole territory. You know, Leroy, oh, he sure. brought everybody out, and uh, it was his and uh, and his right man that that you know. Now he didn't work, but he did uh, do the booking all up in the Louisiana, the other end. For Watts, you know, was uh, uh, the the Snakes Daddy. Uh, 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 you know, was one of the the. Uh, the uh, Kentuckians um, was um, um, 
Oh, Grizzly. Uh, yeah, Grizzly Smith. Yeah, Smith, Grizz, Grizz, you bet. And, and, and so, 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 you know, but it just takes a certain, certain, uh, you know, a, a person that just can do that. You know, yeah. I, I would be on the road with Dundee, and, and, and we would, uh, in fact, I stayed with them, um, um, you know, a few weeks, and, and uh, I said, Willie, I don't know how you, I call him Willie, I don't know how you do this, man. We would get in at 3, 4 in the morning, you know, of course, uh, you know, Tennessee territory, and and, and, uh, and, and we, I'd crash, you know, we'd all crash. Brother, at 9 o'clock, he's over at uh, Jared's house, and they're doing going through the book, I mean, every day, and he would, he would run home, you know, like uh, whatever the trip it was. Say we had to go from, we're in Nashville now, so we had to go to Louisville, uh, so, so um, you know, we, we had to leave, you know, by 3, so he yeah. would run home by, by 1.30, 2 o'clock, and work out, listen to this, man, he would work out, he'd eat, grab his bag, jump in the car, and would fly to Louisville, and, and then boom, you know, work that shot, man, and then boom, drive all the way back to his house, and man, I'm dead, I'm, I'm just did that, you know, worked out and ate, and hey, and I'm in bed, and boom, next morning, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, he's back there, and it just, just a few hours of sleep, and he would do that five days a week, and then the weekends. You know, we we'd work twice on Saturday because we had, we had to be in Memphis TV on Saturday live, yeah. and then then we go to uh, back to 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 uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you uh, later on in the interview. I'm going to ask you a, a lot of questions about that TV. So Good. You know, we had Bill Dundee here, and he. He 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 is smarting me up on a lot of stuff with that Memphis TV. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but before we do, Boogie, I want to turn it over to uh, a super fan, a guy that's a uh, first time on the show with us. He's a big big Boogie fan, big Jimmy Valiant fan, and this is Benny Scala from Ocala. Go ahead, Benny. It's all yours, brother. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm good with the spoken word, but uh, the words elude me as to how flattered and, and honored I am to be with you guys. You guys are all main eventers. I'm not even enhancement talent. I'm like the guy who puts the ring together. <laughs> but the one thing, I have two things going for me. I have the gift of gab, and I have an absolute love of wrestling. You know how on, on Facebook people say, uh, in a relationship with so-and-so since, you know, this date? I want to post mine, in a relationship with wrestling since 1967 which is when I saw my first match. So, um, and actually, uh, Angela, I don't know if you even know this or not, but the uh, I've been, I work in Clearwater, Florida, which is about, uh, before COVID, was about uh, a 90-minute drive each way. So I was commuting about 17 hours a week. So I listened to a lot of wrestling podcasts. And I discovered yours, and the very first podcast I think I listened to of yours was with Jimmy Valiant. And um, and the, what really struck me was a couple well, of that's things. That's a good one, one to break in with. I could tell absolutely, you that. Absolutely, but but the thing <laughs> the thing that really hooked me was that number one, you have you had Davey O'Hannon do a run in, which was phenomenal, and then just the relationship, just the interaction between Davey and Jimmy, and then when Davey said, uh, I guess it was Johnny Rods, Pete Sanchez, and Manny Soto all said hi. You could tell how genuinely touched Jimmy was to hear from those guys, from all of them. And so I guess it really is kind of a statement, but a question. You don't really see that brothership in any other sport. 
and I just, Jimmy, I just, it's so great to hear how you guys, you know, it, it's so uh, obvious how much you guys that's love each other. Great, that's a great observation, Benny. Jimmy, talk about that. Talk yeah, about yeah, the, the wrestling brotherhood. You bet, you bet, Angelo. Yeah, yeah, hey, great, great talking to you, Benny, and, and thanks for the kind words, brother. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, yeah, we, we do... Uh, uh, give respect and uh, you know um uh, we we depend we were on uh, the road with each other you know and and we're we're with them every night we're with them more than we were with our actual family our our, our wives our our children and and we depended on each other you know and it, you didn't have to be a partner like me and uh, you know uh, luscious johnny you know we was together five years went all over the world and 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 uh you know man we went to every territory you know uh, and it ended up uh of course you know with with uh dick started out with dick the bruiser and then we went back to new york and then uh of course we uh, wwf uh tag team champions over a year and 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 then anyway then then we went to uh, um atlanta georgia you know and then uh, for 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 uh and, and then from there we went to uh uh Ganyas for minneapolis and from there we went to uh of course we went to uh, um, japan in between these shots and then we ended up in, in in San Francisco for for Roy Shires and 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 uh, but but anyway you you know me and him of course you know we were uh, uh, brothers and, and we depended on each other and this and that but the whole the the whole you you know uh, um, the business you know um, we did uh, we gave so much respect because um, you know it's not it's not an easy business man it's it's a, yeah. a hard hard hardest business there is and and on these boys and 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 um, you know night after night and and uh, so so you you do you do you you have to you know uh, help each other and and love each other man and 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 um, you know, no matter what, uh, you know, you go to bat for them, man. You, you know, you're out there together, and um, uh, you know, it's like uh, turn the page. You know, Bob Seger sings his song. You know, and and um, you know, you go into the uh, the the um, uh, 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 truck stop at night, and you know, he got the long hair, and and you hear these cliches saying, "Is that a man or a woman?" You know, and us too. We got the blonde hair. You know, hey, you know, you hear stuff, whatever. But you know what, man? We're together. You know, and and uh, we pay no attention. You know, of course. Um, you know, there there we get recognized or whatever. But 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 it, it, it it's a complete uh, uh, respect and and complete uh, um, um, you know family family man and yeah and, uh, yeah, yeah for sure for sure. Boogie Mikey Mikey's got a question for you, brother. Hey Jimmy. Uh... Jimmy, one of the great things about your career is that it's kind of an early example of a guy completely reinventing himself, at least from my perspective as a fan, from your early to mid-70s tag team work um, to becoming the, the boogie-woogie man in mid-Atlantic. Like the, the, the transition from, you know, for lack of a better term, heel tag team Jimmy Valiant in the WWF to the boogie woogie man, the boy from New York City coming out to the song from Manhattan Transfer, the epic feud, you know, a four-year feud with Paul Number One Jones involving the hair and the beard. Can can you speak on 
when you went through that transition, and I know that Memphis kind of was a transitionary spot, but was that a risk for you to go from one of the greatest heels in the business as, as a tag team guy to a singles guy on your own and more of the, the man of the people? Was that something you considered, or did you just wing it and do it, and it worked? Great question. No, very good, very good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, uh, the the whole the whole deal was um, that um, when I came in, uh, I was a handsome Jimmy and 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 uh, uh, a heel. You know, of course, you know, half my career, and then. When I came to Boogie Woogie Man, you know, then I was a crowd pleaser for the other half of my career. But but the thing was, how that happened was that uh, uh, I just got in with the Crockett's, uh, just came in and maybe six weeks, and and they teamed me up with um, uh, with uh, Valentine, and and uh, I, I was going as King James then. That they they changed my name. You know, wherever you go, you know you. you you got a boss, and and it's just like when Dusty went to, uh, 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 you know, with polka dots and everything. They call them the maybe the American Dreamers, but but it, it, it was a little different. They change your name, you change your your gimmick or whatever. Yeah. They're your boss, you know. And mm-hmm. and so 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 when I came in, man, I was established, handsome Jimmy, you know, and and uh, you know all over the world, and 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 but but they. One at King James and and uh, hey uh, yes sir man and 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 uh, you know this is how we do business and uh, you know if you don't like it you leave but uh, hey I like it and and uh, I was always uh, that way you know very easy to to uh, do business with and and um, but but the thing was there uh, uh, was that um, when I I went in for that uh, uh, we teamed up with. Um, uh, Valentine, we wrestled that summer for like six weeks uh, with uh, with a uh, bad bad Leroy Brown and uh, Ab- uh, Ab- uh, Ebony Diamond, which was uh, um, uh, which was the Rock's father, uh, Rocky Johnson, under the hood, and, yeah. and we had a real good run there. But but and and uh, 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 Lord Hayes was uh, my manager, and I came out with the big robe and the uh, crown and all that. But. But in six weeks, now I'm doing that, and then Jared calls and uh, to uh, Jim Crockett, and he says, uh, "Could I uh, have uh, handsome, you know, uh, come in and, and uh, for for a Monday night shot in two weeks? Because they got something, you know, that uh, Lawler's going to bring me in as his partner, you know, against two big heels there that they jumped on him, and he needs a partner, and and I haven't, I, I was out of there." Uh, for a while and 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 so they knew a draw so so when i went in um the coliseum sold out that monday and and i fly back the next morning tuesday every tuesday we used to do interviews and and so we i went straight to the uh from the i got the first thing coming out of memphis i went straight to the the tv the the our, our office to do the interviews we do interviews all day tuesday and then we'd go to um, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, or somewhere uh, that night. They had three towns a night running during the week, and so I'd go to one town after that. But but the thing is, um, uh, with the Crockett's, and and so so when I got back, man, uh, um, they, they, uh, they were waiting at the door for me, 
and uh, Ole Anderson was the uh, uh, the uh, promote uh, was the booker then for Jim Crockett, and and uh, so so uh, I know Gene Gene Anderson. He 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 said, "Come, Jimmy, Jimmy, hurry, hurry, come, forget the interviews, get in here, Jim Crockett." Hey, Jim, Jimmy wants to talk to you. So I go right into their big office, and and real fast. Here's the whole thing: how this happened. He says, um. Uh, since I got in, they shut the door, and and it was just me, Ole, and J- Jimmy. Uh, Gene Gene left. Gene left, and and it was just a private meeting. And he says, um, um, and this was before Dusty Rhodes was there with the, you know, the book, you know. And, and he says, um, um, why didn't you tell me you were a big, uh, you know, uh, good guy, baby face, crowd pleaser, you know, in in, in you know in in uh, Tennessee when you go back. And and I says, well, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't, didn't even say nothing, you know. And I says, well, you know, and 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 and, and he says, listen, he says, um, uh, Jimmy, uh, I mean, uh, um, um, uh, they called from uh, Tennessee. Uh, uh, Jerry, Jerry called uh, that morning and says, can can I have him back in two weeks for for like a three week run, you know. Uh, and 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 uh, on on Monday night for the because that's his baby, you know, Memphis Coliseum, and 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 uh, so so uh, and and then he says, well, what's going on? He said, well, he sold out. He sold the Memphis Coliseum out with Lawler, and yeah. and uh, you know, blah blah blah. Oh, and and he says, he says, well, you know, these guys are good guys. See, and and I didn't change my my just like Dick the Bruiser. He never changed his gimmick. He was just a rough, tough guy. Yeah. I'd pull hair. I'd hit him with cheers. I'd, I'd use a gimmick on people. And then, you know, I just asked the you know, referees, hey, did you pull his hair? And I said, ask the people. And they said, no, he didn't. They lied for me. You know, they, they just loved that. They loved me because I was going against the rough, tough uh, heels, you know. And, and uh, that, that I was a character. You know, yeah. and and so so that's how the boogie woogie man. He says he says you know can you do that here? And I says sure I can do it. He says well well Jared wants you for three weeks. I'm gonna give him to you for the whole three weeks. You know and 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 uh, you just stay there. And and all only said was um, now we got to change your name, but we can't be uh, handsome Jimmy. Can't be King James. It's got to be uh, something. And I and I I said how about the boogie woogie man? Uh, Jimmy Valiant, just boogie woogie, and and he and he looked at Jimmy and he said, yeah, yeah, sounds good. And and I says, uh, can I come out to music? Nobody was coming out to music. See, you got to be different, man. Yeah, you know, this is how this thing got over. And and uh, so he says, what kind of music? I says, well, there's something real hot because I was being Bill from New York City. Then I yeah. says, uh, as a boy from New York City, and so 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 he says, yeah, okay, let's do that. And and anyway, he says, "Can you grow a beard?" Now that was Ole's idea, and I says, uh, oh, really? "Yeah, man, I, I, yeah, it sure was." And he says, "Throw the razor away. Don't shave no more." Because <laughs> see, I, I was just there six weeks. Hey, when I came back, they didn't even know me. You know, I I started my beard, and and it wasn't long, of course, but it was you know like a month old, and yeah. and and it coming, it was coming, and 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 um, well, so, I so I, that. I had to thank. Yes, sir. Hey, real fast. And then uh, I had to think of something. I said, you got to be, what else can I do? And I says, uh, I'm going to come out, of course, to the music. Well, that's different. I'm going to dance. I'm going to hug. I'm going <laughs> to kiss everybody. That it, When I come down that aisle, man, I don't care the 
woman, man, child, grandma, grandpa, blue, purple. Hey, it didn't matter what color, man. I'm kissing everybody on my way there and on my way back, you know. And, and, and you sure well, did. <laughs> I did, I did. And for one thing, Andrew, hey, who wants to kiss him, you know? But but I did because it was different. Well, and, and the yeah, music, man, it and was And it got different. over. It got over like a million dollars yesterday. Holy crap, was it different. You know, you go from... This clean-shaven heel, you know, probably you and Johnny were probably the best-looking heels ever, you know? You, yeah. you, you know, you go from this this clean-shaven, you know, really good, type. Yeah, oh, right. good-looking heel, <laughs> you know, and here you go. You, you ugly up your face with this big old bushy beard. And now you're over like Rover. You're kissing babies and hugging grandmoms, <laughs> you know. And then people are loving you. And I heard something. And you got you got to tell me if this is if this is true or or whether I'm just you know if what I heard was was malarkey. Jerry Jarrett loved you so much that he bought you a house. That's right. Yeah. Is that yeah, true? That he bought you a house. He did, he did, and and I'll tell you how that happened. I was in, yeah, I was, uh, yes, sir. I, I, I of course, I, I worked from the three weeks and started the boogie woogie man, and now I'm the boogie woogie man. So I go back, and and uh, we we got on, uh, you know, the superstation, uh, channel seventeen at CBS and uh, Turner Turner's uh, company, and and yeah. so 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 uh, this is the early eighties, and and mm. man, we're going all over the world first. People that go all over the world, you know, was uh, TBS and, and uh, had wrestling, and so we were the first international stars. And and before that, oh, the only yeah. way you could be uh, international stars is, is to be in the magazines. And of course, I was in New York, uh, you know, in the seventies, three different times over a year each time. So every time there, you know, I'd get I'd get the uh, twelve. 14 covers and, and always stories, pictures, articles. Well, well then you're uh, international because everybody from all over the world would get the wrestling magazine oh, yeah. plus the United States. But now they do the uh, cable. Man, it's better than the, the magazine. Oh, and, it's and, crazy. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Did you is have, so Jimmy, did you have any idea how powerful that television was? Oh man, yeah. Oh brother, man. I, yeah, you, you know it, it was, and, and and I'll tell you how powerful and and, and how uh, explosion it was, and 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 uh, uh, real fast getting back to your thing, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this too. It is a uh, uh, you, you, you know you you said did he buy you a house? He bought me a house because every time he kept. Uh, you know, asked him for me. So, so Crockett would send him in, me in for, you know, a, a, a Memphis uh, or in Louisville, Evansville, and then fly me back in home and, and then I'd work a, a month and do it again, whatever, six weeks. But, but, but um, then every time I'd go in there, he'd say, uh, uh, you know, uh, handsome, when you, he'd still call me handsome, uh, Jerry, he says, when you coming in here? And I says, uh, Man, you know, Ben, I, I just he hard around. Well, finally, I got tired of him asking me that. So I, I tell myself, next time he asks me that, I'm going to say, you buy me a house, and I'll come in, and, and you know, I'll work for you, you know. And, and uh, you, you know, to give me the title, you buy the thing, you know. And, and, and uh, so I said that, 
and, and he sort of laughed and chuckled, and he told Law, he says, Hanson wants the house, you know, to come in, man, bop, bop, bop. And, and you know, uh, brother, I went on back home, and uh, and uh, he didn't, they didn't say nothing. It was like three days later, man, they called and says, hey, I already got you coming back in two weeks, and when you come back in, he says, we're going to pick you up with the lawyer, and we're going to go by your house, and 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 uh, then you you know you give your notice, bop bop bop, and and workforce and this and that. But they, he did. He he bought me a house and and he moved me. The the deal was, you know, I was the first to get moved and and get the house and whatever the deal was. But um, but uh, going back and 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 uh, to to uh, what was that other qu- uh, uh, question you asked? Um, some about uh, their Angelo. You remember? Oh, about, right. about how powerful the television was. Um, oh, yeah. Television, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell you that real fast. Brother, it, it was so strong that um, once I was there, uh, I, I stayed six months, and and and, uh, and Dusty Rhodes, now, they would, now, now Crock is calling him, can we have, uh, you know, Boogie Woogie back yeah. here? For, for a week or two at a time, see, every month. So I'm back there now, and now every time I get there, they corner me, Dusty and Jimmy, and, and, and Dusty's the booker then. And he says, hey, hey, you know, when you coming home, man, we, we want you back, you know? And yeah. and, and um, so, so they had that TBS, and they wanted me on so bad, because when we left, when I left, you know, you know, uh, I didn't go back there, you know, and, yeah. and, and it was a loss and, and Turner and, and, and the people was writing in, you know, where's where the boogie woogie, man. We want to see boogie from all over the world. Well, well, so they, 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 they see that and they, they won me back. So anyway, I made the deal. I come back in six months. So, but, yeah. so that's how powerful that TV, oh my because God, it, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's all, it's all, oh my goodness, my yeah. goodness, brother. Yeah, brother, that, was, sure. that was nuts. Benny, you got questions for Boogie? Yeah, it's kind of a, a, a combination of the last two topics. But, uh, Jimmy, I, the very first turn I ever saw was when you turned on Chief Jay Strongbow. It had to be like around 1970 or 1971. And I was about 15 at the time. And I think you were gentleman, Jimmy Vian, at the time. Uh, very uh, clean-shaven, short hair. Very muscular, and I, I mean, I was a kid, and I thought like that—that that really didn't happen. That had to be an accident. But I think uh, shortly after that, I think you had the Grand Wizard as your manager, uh, and I—I'm uh, a big baseball fan, and I was there's a, there's a term in baseball called a five-tool player. I think it's hit, hit with power, run, field, throw, and to me, like there's a four-tool wrestler. It's heel, babyface, single tag team and you just seem to seamlessly morph amongst all of them without any effort whatsoever i know that uh some of the the, the best heel turns are, and uh, i ever saw was one, uh, one when you were actually in the memphis studio with uh, jerry lawler and bill dundee and you turned heel right on the tv show which i thought was epic and then later on i saw i, I think it was uh, pez watley turn on you and i think also manny fernandez turning you at one point so um i just that's just it, people take that for granted but i think you did that probably better than anybody and then uh, the question i had was i know you mentioned the the manhattan transfer song 
But there was also, I think, a song in Memphis called Son of a Gypsy that uh, Jimmy Hart wrote. And I, I saw a video yeah. of you on stage, and you looked like David Lee Roth with Van Halen. And uh, I just want to know, like, did you enjoy that, that part as well, being on stage? Oh, you bet I did. You know, um, uh, this was before MTV, and, and Jimmy Hart, uh, of course, he was, uh, you know, part of the uh, the Gentries when he was in high school there. They, they went to high school in Memphis. Uh, him and Lawler was in the same high school, but yeah. Jimmy was two years ahead of them, and they knew of each other, but they weren't buddies. But, uh, but the thing is, Jimmy was so knowledgeable, and and uh, you know about music, and and um, uh, so when 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 Lawler Lawler broke his leg, um, uh, and, and uh, they uh, Jared called me in, and 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 I was uh, the king of Memphis. I took his crown, and bop bop bop. You know why he was laid up? He was really yeah. hurt bad. And and uh, so I was the king for the year that he healed, and then he came back. And uh, of course, you know they stayed. Him and Dundee, they homesteaded there, and and I, I would leave. I'd come in and out, and you know for for you know fifty years, man, forty years, and man, still going in, man. You know, Lawler just called me before this all epidemic happened, and uh, he had me booked for a, a casino. Uh, with him and, and uh, Dundee and, and uh, of course everything got cast. So they were gonna fly me in and and we we're gonna do wrestle at the casino and then they put us up a couple of days and then they fly me back home and and um, but but anyway so I'm still going in but um, yeah 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 uh, you know uh, all this was uh, it just come uh, natural brother man to me you know and and again um, this is all brain you know, child uh, uh you know this is all whoever uh jerry lawler brother what a booker what what a mind this man yeah. has you know what a mind you know you, you know i'm telling you and hey i've been with them man you know uh, you know for the 40 50 years man and and i and we would uh, be in uh um uh, either either um uh, tupelo mississippi or or Blytheville, Arkansas, on on every Friday night because Memphis TV ran uh, that next morning. So they'd bring the whole, all the boys, no matter where you were in Tennessee territory that Thursday night. Uh, Friday night, you would either be, and that's close to Memphis, you know, like a couple hours out. So, so. I, w- I would ride the, with the Calhoun who was uh, uh, was um, uh, the referee there and and, and uh, he would drive and, and and I'd be in the front seat and Lawler would be in the back seat and and um, he was book you know him and him, him and Jerry Jarrett would uh, would uh, uh, take the book six months each. Now they were partners there then yeah. at that time. So 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 uh and and so Lawler would do six months and then uh Jared would do six months, you know, and yeah. so give give each other breaks and because that's that's really on your mind and, and, and Lawler now he, he I'm sure he's thinking about what he's gonna do all week, but uh but you know what? We would get out of two below or 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 or, 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 or um, Blytheville, Arkansas, and on the way home, and we'd always ride, this is our daylight, because we ride all night, you know, many, many nights, you know, uh, you know, Louisville to, to, to Memphis, that's 400 miles, man, but but uh, this is only a couple hours, so so we, we'd stop, and he'd always love to 
get get him a couple burgers and coke or whatever and and so he'd eat that and and um I'd get me maybe a little six pack or whatever and and I'd get what I wanted and and anyway so we're driving home well the lights on we're talking he's eating and be, then after he ate he, he opened his briefcase and he'd get this pad out and he would figure out the TV. I'm telling you, within an hour, hour and a half, and have all the commercials, the interviews, the whatever he wanted done that next morning, brother. Yeah. And and the difference between Lawler and, and Jerry Jarrett is that Jerry Jarrett, as soon as that TV's over on Saturday, he used to come up in a limousine, have a driver from 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 a, a, a Nashville and two hundred miles, brother. He, on the way home, he would be in his briefcase and he would be thinking, writing stuff down, starting doing the TV, um, you know, for the following week. Yeah. Then every day, just like with Dundee, he he would go over there and they would work on it for five, six hours a day and rework it, rework it, rework it. So there's a difference in the two. Now, but I'm sure Lawler would be thinking about it all week and roughly know what he's doing. But they wouldn't put none on paper. But Jared would start putting stuff on paper Saturday afternoon after the TV for the next Saturday. And and that's a great segue because I want to ask you about that. But before I do, Jimmy... You know, Benny brought up a, a couple good points I want to pick up on real quick. And then I want to ask you about that incredible Memphis territory. But Benny had mentioned, you know, going from heel to baby face and, you know, uh, heel turns and, and baby face turns by other guys. Is there an art form? Walk me through the art form of turning Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's going to be, there there has to be some kind of, like, skill to it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. There's a science to everything, everything, you know, and, 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 uh, of course, all this is is coming out of the, uh, uh, you know, Booker, the promoter, the, uh, the the office, and, and, uh, they have it, uh, worked out, and, 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 uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, uh, just like, uh, hey man, you know, if you're in a steel mill and and uh, you know you, your foreman tells you, well, hey, you gotta tear this thing down and do this and do that, uh, or even just grab a broom and sweep that up, man, you do what you're told, and uh, and you know, you we're all pros, and and uh, yeah. just like they are, you know, they sure. do the best job they can. They go sweep that floor the best they can. Hey, I would do it if, if that's what uh, how I'm making my living for my family, right. how I eat, and for the you know how I can buy clothes and and, and pay the bills for my family. So yeah. so so yeah, it, it's a job, and and uh, we're all pros, and and uh, this is very very simple. The, the, the whole thing is that that uh, myself. My personality, which Angelo knows, you know, because I've known Angelo for a long time, it is, and he know my my personality. I'm a I'm a good guy. I, I love people. I'm a people person, and and when I was a heel, you know, I couldn't be that. You know, I, oh yeah. man, I, I wanted to talk, and 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 I would just pay like, especially as handsome Jimmy, I spread around and and I just pose and give that 
uh, uh, pose with my hands on my hips and, and just look right over their head like I'm better than them. Exactly. And that was what I wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you know, and, and oh, brother, I wouldn't have the time of the day. You know, they're underneath me, man. Yeah. You know, and that's what I projected. And, and but I really wanted to talk to them. I wanted to, you know, man, just, hey, just, you know, hug them, man, and, and, and you know, go out and, hey, have a, have a, a, a beer or do this or do that. It, it was just, you know, but there wasn't me, but it was my persona at that time, and, and I did it because yeah. um, this is, uh, you know, it, it's like making a movie, brother, man. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it, for sure. Hey, you, you, you know, look at all the movies, you know, and, and how, how they did. And, it, you know, uh, they, they would, if, if it takes it to gain 50 pounds, you know, I know, you know, uh, Robert De Niro, man, when he, when he played the bull, you know, he, yeah. he gained 50, 60 pounds when he, uh, you know, when he started uh, doing the, the, the uh, comedy act and all that. And then yeah. he was in real good shape when he's boxing. And, and, um, you, you know, when, 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 uh, you just do what you gotta do yeah. to to get well, that well, Jimmy, over. You know, is there is is there a level of psychology involved in that? Oh, of course. Oh, oh, my goodness! You Walk better, me through you know. that because we got we have a guy here. You know, talking about movies, we got a guy here that uh, that's what he does for a living. He makes movies, and ah. you know, there's got to be some kind of psychology to that. You know. Uh, turning from heel to baby face or from baby face to heel. There has to be a reason that you do everything. So yeah, walk me through the psychology, and then I'm going to turn it over to our resident filmmaker, Mike Messier. Great, 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 great. Yeah, 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 Ange. You know, you know, um, again, like I said, there's a science to everything, and psychology, you know, uh, to to be able to get in that ring, man, either as a heel or a baby face, you know, and it takes so many years to learn this, um, you know, that, uh, I could, I could, and I'm not bragging, but I, I, I mastered how to bring the people out of their seats. I mean, just exactly. screaming, either mad at me or, 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 or clapping and crying and going crazy for me, you know, at will, when I want to, when I want to do that. And it takes so many years of, of uh, you know, learning this trade, how to do that. And then at will, I can sit them right back down in their seats, you know, down, brother, either yeah. as a heel or a baby face. And, 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 uh, that's, that, that's what it takes, you know, and, and, you know, um, some, some, some boys, uh, uh, I'll tell you just to get the, um, uh, the psychology, uh, of our business and takes at least five years, brother, yeah. there's no hot shot. You oh, can't, man. You I'll tell can't, you what, you, man, yeah. you just touched on something that, you know, that, and people who, who watch this show, they know, man, that's that's the one thing that I touch on every show, the psychology. What are yeah. you doing? Why are you doing it? What's the reason for this? What's the reason yeah. for that? Right. You know, you, you know, know, I promoted for 24 years. Yes, you did. And I always told my guys, 
if you're going to do something, I don't care how outrageous it is, I will approve it as long as you can explain to me why you're doing what you're doing and what the result is. And you Very don't good. see that anymore, Boogie. So, and that's, no. that's why, like, somebody like you, when you have a guy like, you know, handsome Jimmy Valiant, and you got a chance to pick his brain, you would be crazy not to. So that's why I want people to listen to what you're saying. Because you don't, that's gone. Today it's gone, Boogie. It is. It is. I agree. You know, you know, Ange, Ange, and, and, and uh, like I said, it, it takes five years, I'm telling you, to, to, to make, all, make this all come together. It's like two big wheels, two big gears. And, and, and you can just, they're rolling and, and they're, you know, the gears got to match exactly to make that full uh, circle, you know, together without, exactly. you know, yeah. And it, it, it take, it's just got to be like a machine, man. And, 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 uh, you know, if you don't get it within five years, you know, you may never get it. You may never get it. You may get to a point where that is uh, the your level, I've seen it happen in our business, in the yep. movie business, and they'll stay at that level. And then you get the 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 the, the boys that that just you know continue uh, you know uh, uh, getting better and and to continue even even veterans man they just continue uh, their craft. And they're they're just just blowing the stuff right out of the, the you know the, the water. I mean, it, yeah. it's just how in the world can this guy get this you know this good and and continue getting good? Exactly. And then there's there's just this one level person, and and there's nothing that that you can do. It's got to be in you, man. It's just gotta yeah. you gotta be born with it. And you develop it. It's just like a body, you know. Uh, it, it's working out, you know. Um, hey, hey, you're either built, man, you know, with a real wide shoulders as as a, a, a girt as, as when you were, you know, you're born, and and a small waist and hips and yeah. that, or or you're built, you know, with big hips and this and that, and and and. But even even um, if if you have uh, you know real high calf, skinny, real skinny, like a racehorse, you know, and you can't build them calves, but you know you can take your body. And, and you can develop it to the full attention of, of what you have that God gave you. Exactly. And, and you can, yeah, and you can have a great body, man, a great body, yeah. you know, by just doing that. And, 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 and that, that, is, that is what it's all about. You've got to continue improving. And, and I'm learning, so, hey, I'm almost 80 years old, brother. You know, and 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 I'm, I, I learn stuff every day in my life, I'm even in our what? my business. Yeah, you continue, and, and yeah. you want to. You're hungry. You, you don't stop, man. You don't stop, brother. Boys, well, no no cooking. signs of you slowing down. I'll tell you what, brother. I'm following you, Angel. Bro, you like the Energizer Bunny. I think the Energizer Bunny is is envious of Boogie. Mikey Messier, talk to talk to Jimmy Valiant. Jimmy, I, I'd have to ask you. You know, one of the fans, uh, the the hardcore Mid Atlantic fans like uh, myself and 
you know, John Hancock from the Parts Unknown comic book store, we, we'd have to ask you about that epic four-year feud with Paul Number One Jones, um, you know, before that, the Assassins and Shaving Your Beard and the Boogie Woogie Man Jam, but could, could you speak on some of those kind of, uh, like, for a time in 1984, Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant versus the Assassins, maybe start there, that was... That was just an epic feud. Can you can you speak on that Assassins versus Jimmy Valiant and, and Paul Jones as the manager? Can you speak on that feud and what it meant to you and how big that was? You bet. Yes, sir. You know, uh, thanks, thanks, Mikey, for that question. Great, great talking to you, brother. You know, um, again, this was uh, uh, out of uh, Dusty Rhodes' brain and, 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 and uh, what we did. Uh, you know, how this thing got over so strong is when when and and uh when the assassins that they tied me up and rope in, in in the tv uh station and we did and and uh when they cut the beard off and they kept it and and uh you know where they'd come out and do interviews and this big a big old beard in this plastic bag and they'd wave it and laugh and and all that and and uh so i disappeared i disappeared for three weeks and no one knew where i was and and they said, you know, he's ashamed to show his face. And, you know, we, we uh, you know, they, they, they have the beard right here and all this. And, and the whole thing was, brother, that here is the thing right here, uh, 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 Mikey, is, you know, every interview that I do, you know, I come out wide open, man. You know, you know, oh, blessed daddy, booger, booger, man, feel good. I tell people, all my brothers and sisters, you know, I just, this is how I talk, you know, in these interviews is I just smoke it out, man. I'm just crazy, man. And, and, and the people love it, you know, and, and got over. Well, here now, when they find me, I'm on skid row, baby. I'm sitting there on the curb, man, wine bottles all over, you know, with people. And I'm, I'm with the, the street people, man. And, and I'm sitting there, man, in old big fur coat and 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 I'm I'm playing the the blues and playing the Monica man and 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 uh, they find me the the camera finds me you know they're looking for me man and and they ask me oh man boogie we found you and and you know I, I have no beard man you know and 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 clean shaved man not clean but you but the beard's gone you know and and I'm sitting there and 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 uh, you know so so that's when I did an interview but here's the kicker right here Mikey is when instead of doing this high volume man I mean uh, you know 1000 octane interview that they hear for for you know four years and or or you know with Crockett I was there seven years man seven years they hear this man every interview man I'm I'm smoking brother out there you know with this uh, the real real strong uh, interview but now you know they got the blues playing and 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 they 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 interview me and you know I start out the, I, I don't know why said but I start out like something like um. Boogeyman's low. Boogie, boogeyman, low as you can go. You know. You know. And I say whatever, but I'm talking like this. I'm I'm talking real slow, real low, and the people they're shocked. They have never heard me talk like that, slow and and low, and 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 they were so glad to see me. But oh man, they were just just glued to the TV. 
either. Ice got big and and and, and it did box office stuff, man. And yeah. and and you know and and I told him I says you know the the, the Paul Jones the Saturday took something that belonged to me. You know exactly. it was mine. You know and 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 now I I have nothing left to to give. You know nothing else but. But but my the hair on my head, you know, and and I I took my cowboy hat off or whatever I had on. I remember the interview sitting there on the curb, and, and I'd grab my hair, but I had real long blonde hair, and I I'd pull it up, and I says, you know, hey hey, I want one more shot, man, you know, hey, an assassin, hey, you know, if you win, you cut every head on my hair, you just. Take it all, man. And if I win, hey, I'm gonna hold that mask in my right hand. I'm gonna... So it was mask against hair, and the people had to see either me get shaved or who the assassin is. This was so hot. It was yes. such a genius deal. And the kicker was that how I was talking. They've never. It was a shock. It was a shock, and yep. so it, it was a serious thing. And 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 then you know. Um, uh, I, I I included the people, Angie and and uh, Angie, and I, I says, you know, I want I want all my peoples, you know, to to jam the boxes, you know, jam the, yeah. the, the you know to come, and 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 I says we will, we yeah. will do this together. I remember Bogey that. Man Jam '84. And, I and, remember and brother, that, brother. Brother, it it was uh, red hot. It, it broke records. It broke records. It, was it did epic. off. Epic. Everywhere we went, everywhere we went. And you know what and, they call the, that? That's called psychology, people. There you go. That's called psychology. There you go. Boogie, I got, uh, Benny and I got questions for you about that amazing territory called Memphis. Now, I'm going to oh, start man. off by asking you, we had Bill Dundee on here last week, and Bill is first of all I could sit and listen to him and you for hours okay yes, I, sir. Could, I don't think I said five words the whole interview <laughs> all you got to do is say hello bill and he's off to the races you bet he is um but that that Memphis territory they had two things going for it that were over like rover number one they had Jerry Lawler Mm-hmm. And number two, they had Memphis Television. That television was absolutely incredible. They tell me, and you would know because you were there, but they tell me that that Memphis Television, when wrestling was on in Memphis, <laughs> nobody in town watched anything but wrestling. Every That's true. every eyeball went to Channel Five. That's true. Yeah. What was it about Memphis, Tennessee, that even today, Boogie, even today in 2020, Memphis is such a a colossal hotbed of wrestling? What is it about this area? Well, I'll tell you exactly. Um, um, uh, they did, and and uh, Dundee will tell you, Lawler tell you, Jared tell you. They had the best, the hottest uh, rating of any show uh, on all the channels in Memphis, 
when 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 wrestling was on from 11 to 12:30, uh, we did an hour tape live, and then we would do a 30 minute longer for just hard sell uh, Monday night Coliseum. Uh, you know, so we do an hour and a half show, but the the, the hour show we taped would be bicycle to all the other towns, you know, that we see. But the whole thing was that whole Memphis, Tennessee is right on the Mississippi River. Right yeah. over this, the river, man, you're in Arkansas, then there's Missouri, it, it go into, and then it go into uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Mississippi, and, and of course, all of Tennessee, and, and, and uh, you know, so, so we, we had the hotbed, the hotbed, all them southern people, man, you know, in four states, man, yeah. that would come to the Coliseum every Monday. You, you know, you know, Angelo, uh, uh, we did more money, uh, uh, more people, uh, uh, and, and actual money than Madison Square Garden did. And you know monthly. what? I'm glad you said that, because I said that on the last show I did with Bill. Yes, sir. People don't understand this. No. And I want I want people, Boogie, to understand this, that what you and I are telling them is the truth. Yes. That Memphis, Tennessee, every month, not once a month, every week. Four. Four times. Every single week, the yes, Memphis sir. Mid-South Coliseum was sold out. Yes. Sold and, and- out. On a and, Monday, and, we're not, and Boogie, we're not talking about Friday night wrestling or Saturday no, sir, night Monday, wrestling. Monday, man. We're exactly, Monday brother. Night. Brother, Monday hey. night, brother. Angie, Angie, and the whole deal was, see, the Madison Square Garden, uh, you know, WWWF would run only once a month. Hey. That's the only reason why we beat them. Uh, you know, and 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 the Madison Square Garden held uh, twenty three thousand people, man. You know, right. and 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 the Memphis Coliseum, you know, held eleven or whatever. Well, eleven times four is what forty four. So yeah. so we're doing we're doing more people and and uh, uh, more money uh, a month exactly. now. You know, just because and, and now 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 Madison Square Garden ran. Uh, every every Saturday, you know, or Friday or whatever, you know. Uh, 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 then, then of course they would do more. But 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 we beat them because we were doing. I'm talking about monthly, uh, you know, uh, take in. Yeah. And and uh, oh, it would it sell out, brother man. And and you know, here, here's the funny thing. And I'm telling you, brother, but, but don't never. You, you'd be in Memphis and don't don't never go out at uh, at at seven thirty to look. Out at at eight seven thirty nine thirty, brother. Two they give him a two hour show, and it was a kicking show because people had to go to work. Yeah. They had to go, you know, to school. They had to go, so you couldn't keep them late, man. And, and yeah, they just exactly. Them. Yeah, but, but here's the, the whole thing, thing. But you know, do you know what it takes to get eleven, twelve thousand people to come out on a Monday night? Yes, that's crazy. Yes. It is, and, and, and the whole thing is, and you ask Bill next time, say, say, don't never go out when that first match is on and look at the, you know, me, we wouldn't even go out until after, you know, the, the after the, 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 in between the first and second intermission, yeah. and then take a look, because if you go out 
at at seven thirty, you know, because they're coming in, and 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 uh, you know, he's like, oh man, this is a bad house tonight. Oh geez, it break your heart, and 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 so don't even look. But you look, brother, after the second intermission, sold out because people yeah. wanted to see the last two, three matches in the main event. Of course, see, exactly. that's what they that's what they plugged and that's what they want to see. And and the the beginning, not nothing not, nothing to do with the preliminaries because they were good kids and good matches yeah. and that. And there was a lot of people there for that, but. But a lot of people, man, it's like the racetrack, man. If you go to the racetrack and, and uh, you see, you know, uh, man, they start racing, you know, uh, uh, four, five, six races. Maybe they got nine, ten races, or, you know, however, uh, for the night. Well, you know what, man, they're coming, they're coming and going all the time. But, but you know, all night they're coming, man. Yeah. You know, th th that racetrack, is, it, it'll be jam time, you know, because they save the good races till the end. Because sure. they want to hold the, the ones that comes early, but then you get the late crowd. So that's exactly about Memphis, Tennessee. Exactly. So, so you get the, exactly, you'd, you'd hold the, 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 the people that wanted to see the whole show but yeah. then you'd get the people just come in for the main event, just like the track. They'd come in for the big money, for the big races. Exactly. And, and yeah, there you go, baby. Well, go ahead, Benny. You got it, brother. Okay, okay. perfect segue because you're talking about big box office. And this question, Jimmy, I've waited 33 years to ask somebody, believe it or uh -oh. not. Um, back <laughs> in the late 80s when the Honky Tonk Man appeared in WWF, and he won the belt for from Ricky Steamboat, the Intercontinental title. One of the very first things that I thought of was, man, can you imagine if Jimmy Valiant came in as the Boogie Woogie Man and if, and to feud with the Honky Tonk Man? They they would have sold out everywhere. And I'm just wondering, was that ever a possibility? Uh, you know, it was, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly. Um, um, of course, the Honky Tonk Man, Wayne Ferris, and. And and uh, you know he was uh, uh, one of uh, the the uh, 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 Hollywood blondes. Uh, uh, he teamed up with uh, uh, the, the, the one of the Moon Dogs uh, and and uh, be be the, the Hollywood blonde. Um, but but uh, but early. But that was Lawler's first cousin, and 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 uh, yeah. he came out of Memphis, and he he idolized me, man. And this kid would 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 make trips together and. And all this, and and uh, it, I just loved him, man. Wayne Ferris, and he's a Tennessee boy right there. And and and, uh, but you know, um, uh, in the eighties, um, when 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 uh, the, uh, of course, uh, uh, Vince McMahon, you know, uh, um, senior died, and Vince Vince uh, uh, Junior, but he, he you ain't got to call it Junior Junior no more. It's like it's like Hank Williams, man. You know, he sings a song. Uh, you know about his daddy. He was a big star, and 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 he they tried to do that, but he went his own way, and 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 uh, he went as uh, he went as uh, for forever. You know uh, Hank Williams Jr. But he, he he sung the song and wrote it, and he says you don't have to call uh, you know uh, Hank Williams Jr. Jr. anymore because he made it on his own. And same with. Vince uh, uh, McMahon Jr. You know they called them Junior. His father called them Junior. We all call them Junior. When I came in in in, in, 
70, he wasn't even there. He was still in college where he was doing something. When I came back, me and Johnny in 73 and 4, as the tag team champions, he was commentating, and, and everybody called him Junior, you know, because yeah. he was Vince McMahon Junior. Well, then, then, then in 78, uh, when all three of the Valiant brothers, uh, Jim and Jerry and, and uh, unless it's Johnny and Hanson, Jimmy, we were there, and then he was still commentating, but well, when his father died in, in uh, 80, 82, whatever, 82, whatever it was, then, uh, uh, Vince McMahon, you know, junior, but, but you didn't have to, it didn't take long. You didn't, you don't have to call Vince McMahon junior, junior anymore. Cause he made it on his own, man. Exactly. He, he just, he just took over the whole world, man. Yeah, God bless he sure him. did. And, and yeah, he did. And, and they inducted me and, and me and Johnny and Captain Lou in, 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 uh, in 96, uh, for the W, uh, W E, uh, Hall of Fame. And, and, um, I, I thank him so much. I'm so honored. And, and, um, but, but the thing is, uh, that, that, um, he did call me and, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and Benny and, and, uh, he called me to come in and that was possibly that around that time. And, and, uh, you know, there was uh, many reasons why I didn't. And one thing was that I just got back from from leaving six months, going to Lawler when they bought and and to uh, Jared when they bought me the house, and then I just came back and I just signed a three year contract with uh, the Crockett. So I was I was uh, you know I couldn't leave. You know I was. Uh, I was uh, bind, uh, binded, you know, by yeah. this contract, and and so so, but he did. He called and 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 uh, so uh, I I couldn't leave, but but uh, uh, otherwise I would have, and 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 it, I think it was possibly around that time, and oh, I would just love to work with uh, you know Wayne Ferris, man, yeah. and, and, oh, you know, I'll talk, man, and, you know what, Jimmy, he's a guy. That real, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. He's really one of the most underrated guys, uh, performer-wise. He really is. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he deserved, you know, I think a, a lot, a lot more than what he got. You bet. You know. You bet. I do. I um, do. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do right now is something little different. Um, we're actually going to take a look at a match. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm so I'm going to ask Mikey and uh, and Benny to hang in there with me a second because we're gonna we're gonna look, take a look at this match here, and uh, we're going to do a little uh, live commentary. This is Handsome Jimmy versus Dusty Rhodes at Madison Square Garden. Wow! Wow! There we go. It's two of the most can, charismatic. Can that, oh yeah. Okay, great. Two of the most charismatic individuals in the sport um, at different uh, times. Two of the most popular guys. But I have to say that at this juncture, Dusty Rhodes is kind of coming in uh, maybe from a loan from Eddie Graham to Madison Square Garden, possibly a talent trade with someone like Andre the Giant uh, from Vince McMahon Sr. And uh, Dusty's the kind of guest baby face against... The resident heel, uh, handsome and Jimmy what Valiant. I'm watching here, Jimmy, is the way you're selling, the way you're selling the Dusty. Right. You it's know, amazing. You know, yeah, you know, you know, and, and that's Vince McMahon Jr. 
commentating. That's when, you know, yeah. he was commentating. And, and so that must have been uh, in 78-ish or 9 or 79, uh, probably. 1979, Madison Square Garden. There you go. And 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 uh, I was just getting ready to leave. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, Dusty, uh, they would uh, uh, bring him in from Florida. He was a booker for Eddie Graham, which was right, that, that what he said. And, and uh, they would trade talent. And, uh, and uh, oh, yeah, Dusty, brother, man, he, he had... <laughs> and it's amazing he, he because so you guys haven't even touched yet, and you're selling like you're beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> there you go, man. There you see, it's all psychology, just like you talked about, and it's all charisma. Yeah, it's all you know. Yeah, you, you know, and and we the people were going crazy, man. Oh my because god! Because we could. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. I mean, yeah. here you got twenty thousand people, probably twenty five thousand people at the garden. Right. You know, whatever it is there, but the place is packed. You know, you got, oh, it's, uh, it's you know, no, yeah. nothing fancy. Two guys wearing black, you know, black tights. You got the <laughs> boogie's got his long flowing blonde hair. You got the, you just had the white beard just starting to grow. And here, Dusty just pats you on the ass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> trendsetter jimmy was the first guy that i saw that had writing on his trunks and i think when he first turned heel he would have like first class on the back of his trunks and then he would have like sweet and then a picture of a heart on his jacket saying that you're the first guy that he ever saw that had writing on the back of his trunks yeah yeah it's true um i started uh you know just uh and i would think of stuff you know uh like uh what was hot, you know, uh, uh, Star Wars came out with that big, uh, first, so I put Star Wars on the back of my, you know, my, my, tie, my tie trunks, you know, and, and, and I just think of stuff, you know, and, and then I had to, some, some trunks on the back, on my, on the back end, and I put Kiss My, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just exactly. think of stuff, and, and I'd have it in, you know, uh, the sewed on or in Broadway or whatever stars down there or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, you see, you got to be different. Like I said, you know, when I first started with the boogie, uh, the boogeyman, you know, start yeah. kissing and dancing and hugging and all that, and come out to music. And well, I was one of the first to come out to music too. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't take credit, uh, but uh, 
the Grand Wizard, as someone mentioned earlier in the show, uh, when I turned on Strongbow, which yeah. was a real hot deal, and then uh, they were getting me ready for Morales. Uh, hey, girl, God bless them. We just lost them. And God yeah. bless them. And, and um, uh, but they was getting ready for Josh for him, the world champion. And, and the thing was, with Strongbow, when, when that happened, uh, you know, it, it was just a, a, a natural a natural thing. People just, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, the hottest. He was number two next to Bruno, man. You yeah, know, there, no, you know, crazy, number two. Yeah, baby face, man. The hottest thing ever. And then uh, we were partners for six months. And when I turned on him, oh, it was that hot. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. Mikey, walk, walk Boogie through what we're seeing right now. Well, we're seeing Jimmy corner Dusty Rhodes in the, the corner of the ring, so to speak, and uh, pounding on his head. And Dusty has mounted in a defensive position. Dusty is kind of in the corner with one leg over the top rope as Jimmy kind of chokes. Uh, the referee intervenes. And, and one thing I would say is back in the day when the, the Jimmy's whipping Dusty into the ropes, going for a back body drop, Dusty... Uh, kicked him in the chest. Dusty with the flying elbow uh, hooks the leg. One, two. Oh, that looked like a fast count to me, that brother. Looked, that looked like a fast count. <laughs> that looked like a fast count to me. I don't know. One, one I guess I, I jump in there maybe on the psychology tip, Jimmy. Is that um? Yeah, yeah I, sure. did Jimmy? I got I have to tell you, man. I think you got screwed out of that victory. It looked That's like that ref was counting a little too fast. Yeah, I think Dusty must have uh, gave him a few hundred dollar bills there to uh, <laughs> yeah, before no, they went no. out, man. Hey, hey, you know, money talks and bull jive walks. You know that, baby. Well, let me tell you, you were talking a little bit ago about, uh, you know, uh, having a title run. I want to, uh, a little excerpt from your book, page 209. That, um... You were getting ready for a, a singles run. Um, I guess Vince was getting ready to strap a rocket to your butt. He was getting ready to build you up to the number one contender spot. And uh, so it's uh, Johnny and Jerry are now the, uh, uh, the tag team. You're, you're separated from the other two guys now uh, to go into a, a single run with the champion. What happened... That you never, that you didn't, you ended up not getting that championship um, uh, opportunity. Well, I did uh, uh, have uh, uh, maybe uh, half a dozen shots with uh, Backlund uh, at that time. He was the world champion, right. and 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 uh, the, the the thing was they uh, put us together uh, as a, a six way. Uh, all over the Valiant Brothers, uh, all three, uh, first time, or um, before even the Free board, uh, Birds, uh, uh, you know, uh, at any given night, you know, I would come out with them and, uh, you know, Captain Lou and, and, and whatever, and any of us could work out, uh, you know, slip in there, get in there, and, uh, you know, have matches, and although they were the the uh, WWF uh, world champions, yeah. we were just, uh, yeah, just like the Freebirds did a few years later, right. you know, and the, and, uh, and the Freebirds, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, 
music and, and made a record, uh, yeah. you know, after I did, you know, and, and oh, sure. uh, I'm not taking nothing away from him because, uh, hey, I love that kid, man, and, oh, yeah. and what talent and, and uh, all, you know, but... Uh, well, but, I want to um, we, we, tell we everybody that. about your book uh, before we go on too much further, Jimmy. Yeah. Thank you. But I'm holding the book up now. It's The book is called Woo, Mercy Daddy. Welcome to my world, the Jimmy Valiant story, WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, and I am always grateful to Jimmy every time I promote his book because I am on page 564. Of yes, sir, book, you are. And I, I appreciate that mention. You and, bet. Uh, you bet. So now oh, I'm immortalized in print along the, alongside the greats like uh, Bruno and Pedro and... Bob Backlund, and uh, of course, uh, all the all the legends that you've worked with and, and against over the years. Um, but I want everybody to know that it's still available. You can get it directly from Jimmy Valiant himself. And uh, just email me. It's jimmyvaliant at outlook.com. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right. Thank you. Thank and you can you so also much. get it on jimmyvaliant.weebly.com. That's jimmyvaliant.weebly.com. And you can go there for everything Jimmy Valiant. It's all available there. I wanted to make sure to get that in because, you know, sometimes Thank you. I get so wrapped up doing the interview, I forget to promote the, the product and the website. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or you know, you can go to... Uh, uh, Angel, hey baby, uh, 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 what's the book on uh, uh, Amazon? Or oh, you go Amazon, they, oh, okay. they sell it on Amazon. So oh, right. just look up, yeah, wrestling book on Amazon, Jimmy Vine. Beautiful. Oh, or eBay, eBay, and our website. Yes, sir. Yes, terrific. And. Uh, and, now, and, uh, if they go to jimmyvaliant.weebly.com, you have all the links on your website for Amazon and. Uh, and eBay and all, you have all the links there, right, Jimmy? I do, I do on that. Yeah, jimmyvaliant.weebly.com. There's two dots in there. Yeah, or, or jimmyvaliant uh, at outlook.com. And, and so they one. just yes, go to jimmyvaliant.weebly.com and they can get your email, send for your book. They can buy it right there. Everything Jimmy Valiant. You bet. Right on jimmyvaliant.weebly.com. Now, Mike Messier, go ahead, brother. Well, Jimmy, it's just an honor to talk with you today. One thing I was going to say about that Dusty Rose match, how how Dusty kind of mounted the turnbuckle, it was so that the people in the, the cheap seats, so to speak, or in the, the less expensive seats in the arena could see what was going on. Uh, because back in the day, the wrestlers were really playing to the arena crowd, perhaps more so than the TV audience. And uh, Jimmy, just, just as a veteran of so many years of the wrestling business, um, have you seen an evolution of, of the way that the, the performers, the wrestlers, you know, compete difference from the live arena to the TV, uh, TV audience is what I'm asking. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, um, um, it, it, it was so, uh, when I started out in the early sixties, uh, man, they had just one camera, you know, and when that red light comes on, you, you know, you light up, you, you come on, you know, you know, and, 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 uh, we're all pros and, 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 uh, we know what to say and do and, 
and and uh, this is uh, our business. And and uh, you know, um, uh, if you got a cage match, you know what to talk about, man. You know, you know, hey, there's no running, no jiving, no peeping, no you know, no no nothing. You know, you, you can't leave, man. You, you know, you got to get out of that cage, or yeah. or you know, you gonna kick some can, or or jump out, or roll over, you know, go over the top. But but the, or yeah. through the door, whatever it takes, whatever kind of match it is. So we know what to do, and and the promoters, you know, they would if they wanted something Pacific, you know, to in this interview, you know, they would come and and buzz you. But they usually they didn't. Usually they didn't, man. They just yeah. you know let you go because we're all pros, and and this is how you know we do our business. But Absolutely. but. What 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 would happen, uh, Angelo? You know what I would do if if they would come and tell me something to do Pacific because we just ad lib, you know, and, and do our deal. Yeah. Uh, and, and so what I would do is I would get it out right off the bat while I as fresh in my mind, you know, exactly. my brain cells, man. You know what? Who, who knows what I was doing the night before? And and the thing is, I I, I would um, uh, knock that out for that for them and for that reason because they had a reason for telling me something because they don't come and tell them, uh, nobody uh, much you know uh, unless you're real green if you're just starting yeah. out and getting a break now they'll tell you a lot of stuff but the, the pros you know they wouldn't say much unless they wanted something really to be over strong so i'd hit right. that right off the bat right off the bat and as soon as i got that done boom then I'd go into an ad lib and finish however many many uh, minutes I had or whatever, and then they'd give me the countdown, and then boom, you know. Yeah. But when that light turned on, we turn on. But then later on, like now, brother, they have five, six cameras, you know. Oh, so sure. we had to play. Yeah, we had to play to that one camera. You well, know, Jimmy, let even me ask in you the question, ring. Along that line, and it ties it ties into what you're talking about. You know, you talk a minute ago about, you know, cutting promos. You guys were basically given what you're saying is like bullet points, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. If, and, if they, uh, yes. And important. so now, yeah. instead of like having like a, a, a small little guideline to go by, now these guys are, they have to memorize, you know, scripts with promos in it. Yeah, that they're being written by people who've never been in a ring, who've never yeah. wrestled, trying to write promos for guys who do wrestle. Yeah. Okay. There's a problem with that on many, many levels. Yeah, From your standpoint, having been around this business for seven consecutive decades, tell everybody what the hell is wrong. With yeah. the art, what happened to the art of the wrestling promo? Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 uh, like I said, you know, we're all pros. We know what it is, what type of match it is, whatever. If it's a chain match, if it's a, you know, uh, hey, you know, if you tar and feather match, it's a ladder match, you know, whatever it is, scaffold match. You know, uh, it's a, a lumberjack match. But well, we know, we know how to promote it and get it over. And, exactly. And uh, yeah, exactly. So, so, but, but you're right. You're right, man. You know, they have to memorize. 
and that's what they have them there at uh, uh, eight o'clock in the morning. And uh, man, they give them whatever it is, and and they have to uh, go over and over, uh, man. To you, you got to really be sharp, man. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, it's like making a movie, man. You know, but you're going to make a movie every time you do it. And uh, uh, but the whole thing is a different thing, is you know, and uh, it is uh, especially like Memphis TV was live, man. You know, we do that live, brother. There's, well, if yeah, you up, and you know what? No... And Boogie, that's the one thing. And thank you for saying that because Bill Dundee, when he was here, said exactly, exactly what you just said. It was yes, live. You you could not go back and do a second take. What yes, were, once it once you did it, twenty million people saw it. That was you it. Bet. No. Yeah. Yeah. You had to keep going. If you messed up and knew it, you just kept cooking, man, and cooked it out and, and got it done and, and, and uh, you, you can't stop, you know, like like you made a mistake. You know, you play like, hey, you know, hey, hey, it, 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 that's what you meant to say, in other words. In other words, you yeah. just had to keep going, keep going. And, and, and uh, so, so, you know, it's not like a, a movie. You know, they will have you do uh, walk from here to the door uh, and, and you say, turn around and say, uh, you know, hey, good night, my man. See you tomorrow, brother, or whatever. They would have you walk and say that one line, maybe 15 takes, and then, you know, they got it all, and he had enough, and then they go to another, you know, short segment. Exactly. And, and you would do that 15 times. And then when they look at all, they take the best one, or they do it till they think they got one, and all that other just ends up on the floor and 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 yeah. if it's no good they just cut it out all together but the thing is uh us brother hey it's a one-time take you know like like uh you, you know interviews or whatever hey hey man you, you know uh people like you know you're you're an old pro uh, and 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 i love you so much and and, and you know we, we don't have to say nothing we just start talking man it, yeah. it flows you know uh, but but you know a lot of radio people or whatever they say well you know is there anything you don't want me to answer man ask me anything hey hey, hey well okay, can we uh, do this do what you want Hey, just, hey, just have fun, man. You know, in other words, exactly. I don't want no script, man. I don't want, I don't want to know what you're going to ask me. Right. Hey, well, it's I, like, you know, I, and, like I said yeah, at the baby. beginning of the show, you know, there you go. I tell people there you we go. talk that, that let's call it in the ring, Jimmy. Let's call it in there the ring. There you go. See that? Now, you know it. You know it, brother. And, and, and that, that's, you, you, you were such a good promoter, man. So, so you knew and you knew your boys and, and you had it together, man. And I always enjoyed yeah, working with you. you and uh, Oh, you're the best. And Benny, you go the ahead best and talk to Boogie, Benny. Go ahead, brother. Okay, and this kind of goes along with you guys, what you guys were talking about. So I don't really, and Angelo and I have discussed this, I don't really watch much of the current product for a, a, you know, a variety of reasons. And one of them is the lack of managers. You know, managers, it's a lost art. When I first started watching, I guess it was in late 67, I'm trying to jog my memory here, I think they had Wild Red Berry, uh, Homer O'Dell, and I'm trying to think of the other guy. Wild Red Berry, Homer O'Dell, and there was one other one. Bobby Davis was the other one. 
Oh, Bobby Davis, yeah, yeah. was uh, the Beautiful manager job. of uh, Buddy and Rogers. When, and yeah. when Jimmy, I think if memory serves me right, you worked under you worked with Bobby Heenan, uh, the Grand Wizard, and Lou Albano. But what struck me about you was you were the first heel wrestler that I thought really didn't need a manager because you were so good talking on your own. A lot of the guys that you know back in the day. They, they needed that manager because they really weren't as, as adept on the mic as you are. So I did, did you prefer working with a manager or flying solo? Yeah, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Uh, you know, Benny, it, it's so cool because I was so easy, and I'm easy today. And, and uh, you know, me and my wife, uh, Angel, uh, God bless her, I just love her so much. And, and, and uh, we've been... Uh, <laughs> Uh, together 30 years and we've never had a, a uh, argument and I tell people that and I talk about my book and, and Angelo knows and 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 uh, you, you know they say oh come on book you know <laughs> that ain't right I mean that, that can't be and I said it is brother man I said you know I ain't got time for that man because I'm real easy she's easy and we just <laughs> give each other space brother and we just do our thing man and do it together do it you know it, it's so cool and 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 uh, so so that, that's that's the difference, you know. It is uh, in your personality, your 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 uh, yeah yeah. Benny, what what was that uh, the, the, that question that thing again? There, uh, manager uh, was asking about managers. And did you oh, prefer manager. a manager? Yeah. Yeah. Without I got you. Got you. Oh, okay, that, that's what I mean. See, I, I'm so easy that wherever I went. Um, that they wanted to give me a manager. Great, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do what I do. What I'm told, you know, and 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 uh, that's why, um, you know, I, I worked all the great characters. And I, you know what, I did all this without brown nosing and and trying to, you know, I just do my job the best I could. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. You know, there was guys that could outwork me, brother. You take the bigger, fantastic bumps. I'm telling you, I, I know, you know. But but I had something there, and 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 that was one one thing. What was uh, that? Uh, you know, I never gave anybody, any of the the bosses, the promoters, the the uh, you know the, the bookers, uh, any kind of uh, aggravation, or I never questioned nothing. I do well. So you know, Dick the Bruiser, God bless him, my mentor. When he passed away, his wife Reno, she she told me, she says, Jimmy. She says, I, I want to tell you something. Dick told me so many times uh, that, that, that he wished that he had 20 of Jimmy Valiant's in his territory. You never gave him one the bit of, of uh, lip uh, aggravation. You were always on time early, in fact. You were always, you know, did the best you could. You worked hard. You, you know, he just loves you. He just loves you, son. He says he wished that he had 20 of you uh, type, your type, in his territory, yeah. you know. And so, so there, 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 Benny, if they want me with the manager, hey, it's their decision. They're my boss. They're feeding me. They're paying my check. They're doing it, see? And if they didn't want me, and even then I, I talked, you know, but, yeah. but but let them talk, let them get their thing over and get me over, and then I just stand there and look cocky and, you know, yeah. whatever, and, 
And, well, and, uh, you know, Boogie, uh, Benny mentioned a couple names there that Mike Messier wants to pick up on. He mentioned, uh, of course, the Grand Wizard, Ernie Roth, Lou Albano, uh, Fred Blassie, uh, Bobby Davis. Uh, Bobby you know, Heenan. Great, great managers like that, Bobby Heenan. Um, go ahead, Mikey, talk to, talk to Boogie about the managers. Well, well, Jimmy Valiant, I mean, it, it makes me think of when I was a kid, the big three, they were called the big three, Captain Lou Albano, Classy Freddie Blassie, and the Grand Wizard. And the debate was, who is the best evil manager of the WWF? Um, do you have any any vote on that, Jimmy, from your perspective? Oh, all three of them were great. Uh, two of them managed me. Uh, Blassie never did manage me, but... Uh, Grand Wizard, of course, and then uh, he sold my contract when I brought Johnny back in to uh, to uh, 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 Captain Luabano, and then we had Captain uh, the third time I came in. And and uh, but uh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I started out with Bobby Heenan for Bruiser, and and uh, it was it was just uh, I I was so so fortunate to have you know the best managers uh, ever. I'm telling you in our business. And, and, uh, you know, even, uh, the short time, uh, uh, Alfred, uh, Lord Alfred Hayes, you know, oh, yeah. oh, what, what a great man. There's another <laughs> name you don't hear anymore, Boogie, Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah. You bet, you bet, you bet. And, 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 you know, uh, it, it was, uh, it, it, it was just a blessing to, uh, uh, be part of, uh, that era, you know, and now there is no managers, uh, hardly, you know, uh, I, know. I, I, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. And, and it's a, one of the lost, uh, uh, you know, Yeah, we talked about business. that on the show the other night. It, it really is, like you just said, a lost art form, you know. And, you know, there are guys now, very few people are the total package. You know, very yeah. few people can talk and look good and work. Back in your yeah. day, you had to, when, like we talked about on the first show that we did. You had to be able to do everything. You bet. Now, these guys now, I think, are spoiled because they don't have to do anything but work. Yeah. Because all their yeah. words are scripted for them. But I'm going to put you on the spot. And you and I ne- never talked about this, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Give, right. me a, give me a Captain Lou Albano story that you could tell on the air. Mm-hmm. That's clean. That's clean. Okay. <laughs> okay. We, um, 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 uh, me and Johnny, uh, 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 Vince McMahon, uh, senior, uh, God bless him. Uh, he, um, um, uh, had us book for the Joe, Joe Franklin show and, and, uh, Joe My uh, had, had his own TV. You bet the best man. Uh, TV yeah, I and, worked and, for Joe Franklin. He was my boss. <laughs> oh, he was all oh, Yeah. I worked for man. Joe. Fr- I was his talent coordinator. Oh, oh, God bless you, man. And, and, uh, God so, bless you, so, right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I know. So, so Captain Lou, you know, uh, it was a real nice day, and, uh, his show uh, was on at 10, 10 to 11, and, and, uh, uh during the week in, yeah. in, in, in New York. And so we stayed at the Edison Hotel at All the Boys then. And, and, uh, so we was going to meet downstairs at nine because they wanted us there at, uh, at 10 and we started, uh, the show started live at, at 11. Uh, so, 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 so we left at nine 
and that morning, and we was going to catch a cab, and it was only like three blocks or whatever, but it was a beautiful day, and, and Captain says, hey, let's just walk. And so here's the Valiant Brothers walking down Manhattan, man, you know, to the Franklin Show, you know, to his uh, TV studio, and, 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 and uh, uh, out there, we got blonde here. I'm, I'm like two... Uh, 50, you know, and Johnny's 260. Captain Lou's 320, you know, with black <laughs> hair, and he's got he's got the rubber bands stuck through his cheeks, and and here we got the big blonde hair, and 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 you know you, you know people can God bless walk over uh, people that's laying in the sidewalks, you know, and you know whatever, and 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 uh, they don't know if they're dead or what. They just walk over. They don't even pay any attention to nothing. But brother, we turn heads, you know. And Captain always carries this little—he's uh, uh, got a little uh, uh, handbag satchel and uh, one of them little green uh, Samsonite suitcases. And uh, and the only thing he had in there was a uh, a fifth of uh, Fleshman uh, 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 whiskey, man, um, uh, and, and bourbon whiskey, and 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 and, and a machete. And, and that's what he carried, I'm telling you, every day. Yep. And so, now this is 9 o'clock in the morning. So, so um, every every stoplight, you know, we stop at, you know, at the block and we're waiting or whatever. He would open that up and he'd take that fifth and he'd, man, he'd drink it like a quart of beer. He'd go, <laughs> go, 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 that's how he could do it. And, and uh, man, he'd put the thing, and he'd always say, uh, you know, open your mouth or open your gums or look out stomach, here it comes or whatever. <laughs> he had a little, he had a little ritual, he'd say, and then we'd go to the next corner, he'd stop, and it won't go, 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 open your gums, here's, here's, look out stomach, here it comes, boom. And he would stop at the next one, and, 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 hey, time we got there, man, you know, he had uh, three quarters of that fifth gone, man, I'm telling you, straight now. And so he's yeah, whacked yeah. out. Nine o'clock in the morning, Jack. And so now it's ten o'clock. We're in the green room, and and uh, here in the green room, uh, um, Martha uh, 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 McCray's there. She's there to do a a, a play. Uh, uh, um, Melba Moore's there uh, to do another movie star to do. Uh, she just wrote a children's book, and she was promoting that. Um, they had a. Uh, um, Oh, oh, the circus was in town. They had a couple of juggling clowns. Oh, These are all of us people going to be on a show to promote whatever, you know. Yeah. We all promoting something. And we had the Valiant Brothers and Captain Lou. Well, here comes the uh, the, 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 uh, the producer's helper, whatever, and, and he had a clipboard, and, and he goes over to, the, uh, you know, uh, Sheila McRae and, and, you know, Hollywood hugs and kisses, all they do, and, and then uh, Melba did the same, and he greeted the, uh, the, the circus clowns, and then he turns to us. We're on the other side and uh, by ourselves in the green room, and in... Um, he says, oh, uh, he looked at his clipboard, you must be the Valiant Brothers, and you must be Captain Joe. And Captain Lou, you know, he calls him Captain Joe. Captain Lou says, what? What did you say? Captain Joe? Captain Joe? Because he's drunk, see? I'll give you Captain Joe. And that guy freaked out. He dropped, he dropped his clipboard and honestly screamed, man, like a woman, and ran out of that room. <laughs> Boom, ran. Okay, I said, oh boy. And and now now we're we're 
getting ready to go on. You know, the, the show's ready to start pretty soon. And 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 uh, so I I, I told uh, Sheila, I said, hey, everything's fine. You know, we we take care of our own, which we did. And and then in, in about fifteen minutes uh, till eleven, here comes uh, another uh, guy, and and he comes over to us, and he says, uh, um, can I talk to the Valiant Brothers? And and he and he said, talks to me and John. He says, the uh, 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 Joe, Joe Franklin says that you all can come on, but uh, Captain Lou, uh, he'd rather for him just uh, stay in the green room. And I said, well, well let me talk it over with uh, uh, Captain. And, and so we all got our heads together real fast. And, and, and Lou, because I says, Lou, it's your call. We're, we're walking or we're, we're, cause we're together. That's how we took care of each other. And, and he says, no, 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 you got to go, because he calls Vince McMahon the old man. He said, oh, no, the old man, he'll fire me. He'll get mad. I know. No, 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 no. You guys go. So I, I said, you sure? Yep, yep. So I said, no, we'll tell tell Joe we're sorry, and we'll, 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 do, we'll do that. Uh, yeah. We're coming. Well, real fast, real fast, we went on, did the show, did it. it was, everything was great. Well, we leave, and, and it's so funny, because when we got inducted, uh, Angelo, in 1996 uh, in, in WWE Hall of Fame, who inducted, who uh, presented us was uh, Tony Gurria, uh, uh, which we had a great run with him and Dean Ho, you know, right, for sure. in 74. Okay, well, who inducted Captain Lou was Joe Franklin, man. Exactly. You know, in the, yeah, and, and, exactly. and, and Joe was there to, <laughs> to promote his book, and but the thing was, I read his book. I read uh, 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 his book and, and uh, um, uh, Joe Franklin, and and it was he never mentioned that, but I mentioned that in my book. I tell the story, yeah. but but he said that the, the the one man that was on more times, something like seventy eight times or something, his show more than anybody that he ever had on uh, it was was Captain Lou Albano. Yep, so sure was. After that. After that, they got real tight, and, and Captain Lou came on with all of his stars, you know, when we left, and all of his boys and all that, and he didn't drink, you know, when he went there. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's, that, that just shows you, man, it's so funny, you know, how, how things work out, you know well, what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what, brother, we could go on, you know, for another two, three hours, but I got to let you go. Oh, God bless Thank you. Thank you, you so much so for much. For Thank joining you, us sir. on the show, Boogie, oh. I love you. I appreciate you. Oh. Uh, you so too, on behalf sir. of uh, of Mike and Benny, I thank you, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll I'll touch base with you tomorrow. I'll give you a call tomorrow. Thank you, sir. God bless you all, man. You got it, my hey. friend. Man, Mr. God bless you. WWE you Hall of Famer, the one and only handsome Jimmy, the Boogie Woogie Man, Valiant, everybody. Jimmy, thank you so much. You're a welcome guest here anytime. Anytime you want. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Boogie. Give my give my best to Miss Angel. I sure will. Thank you, Angel. Thank you, love you. Love you, man. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Amazing. How about that, fellas? Well, he's a great guy. So, Benny, your first time out with us. What do you think, kid? I loved it. It was, it was like Christmas, Easter, and uh, 4th of July for me. Beautiful. Now I don't have to buy you nothing. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Beautiful. Mikey. 
It's such a pleasure to what talk to. Think, kid? Well, that was just a really good interview. I thought he's he's uh, you know what comes to mind with Jimmy Valley is is just young at heart. I mean, this guy sounds like he's twenty five years old. And he you know? never stops, man. Yeah, and he never, uh, he's just. He, He's 79 years old. I, I guess I would have liked to have uh, maybe in a follow-up just ask him, is he still trading wrestlers there in Virginia, Angelo? He What's is. the status? Yeah, Boogie, Boogie's wrestling camp. Okay, so everyone. BWC? He'll be back again. Yeah, BWC, yeah. If, yeah, if, he'll be uh, back again for sure. And that's in southern Virginia, right? Chesapeake. Uh, it's actually in Shawsville, Virginia. Okay, so if it's, there's... Um, pretty well smack dab right in the middle of the state so if, if, if that's my home state as well virginia so if people yeah. want to know where they can go to get trained there's uh you know there's lance storms academy which brian pillman jr went to that yeah. Yeah, brian talked about that but if you're looking for jimmy uh to be a trainer and i'm sure there's other people who come in and out with an expertise and i've heard there's goats on the farm and and I, I'm not sure if Jimmy and his wife are vegetarians or vegans, Angelo. I think I've heard rumors of that. But I think he is, actually. Yeah, so I think if, yeah. if people are looking for a great place to learn about professional wrestling. That's the Boogie's Wrestling Camp. That's the place to and go. he's got that great Hall of Fame, too. It's on, uh, Al- oh, my God, the Hall of Fame. That's a whole other story, please. We could do a show just on his Hall of Fame. Have, have yeah. you ever, Mikey? Have you ever seen Boogie's Hall of Fame? No, I haven't. You know, oh my this, God. when when we're, we're when we're clear to travel, um, maybe I'll arrange to stop by because it would be yeah. on my way up north on the ninety five north. Literally, Mikey, every square inch is covered with photos. Wow. Every square inch. He's got his wrestling tights from different decades, his boots, championship belts. Photos with other wrestlers, celebrities, fans. He's got a concession stand there. You can buy stuff. It's, I mean, you just go on, go on to his website, jimmyvaliant.weebly.com. He's got everything there. Amazing photos, too. Well, Benny, we're going to have you back again. That was very good. I enjoyed it. it Thank you for that. I I thought it might be a treat for you. Well, tell everybody where they can reach Benny Scala. Give all your social, your plugs, anything you want to promote. Okay. Uh, email BennyJScala at Yahoo.com. And I'm a simple guy. I'm just on Facebook. I'm not really on Instagram, but it's just Benny, B-E-N-N-Y-S-C-A-L-A, Benny Scala on uh, on Facebook. And I'm, all I've, right. I've made a lot of friends in the wrestling community over the past several years, both of you guys included. And I just love to talk wrestling with anybody. Well, I tell you what, we picked a good one for you to do it with. Absolutely. Yeah. What a humble guy, too. Well, you know what? I might have you back on when we do Bill Dundee Part 2. He's a character. I was in my car listening to that podcast, cracking up the whole time he was talking. He is hilarious. Yes. He really is. He is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Mikey. Promote yes. MikeMessier.com. By the way, if your name was a website, it would be MikeMessier.com. <laughs> MikeMessier.com. I appreciate it, Angelo. I uh, had some nice news that a 40-second uh, a movie of mine, 40 seconds, the never was, uh, was selected into an Italian film festival, the Mediterranean Film Festival, uh, run by Danny Congrats. Caprio. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, you know, this, 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 uh, 
whole COVID thing has been tough for film festivals. I run one myself, yeah. the Avalonia Film Festival, yeah. and uh, still accepting submissions. But a lot of film festivals are are kind of catching up to what I did years ago, which was most of my efforts are onto my online presentation. So um, right. for, Av- for Avalonia Festival, people can go and see the award-winning films right there on the website. I've been doing that yep. since I started because um, – you just realize with film festivals, more people can see stuff online than can actually afford to travel to all these different festivals. So, Absolutely. And uh, just, Absolutely. just fun to be here with you today. I mean, the world's going through a lot of stuff, but we could escape yeah, from that well, for a few hours and talk wrestling. Slowly but surely, we're getting back to some sense of normalcy here in New Jersey. Thank yeah. God. Not a moment too soon. Right. But for wrestling with the future, you can uh, find us. On our public page on Facebook, Wrestling with the Future, we also have a new private page. We've got about 275 members now on our private page, and Mikey's a big part of that. Uh, Our YouTube channel, Wrestling with the Future Podcast. To make sure you type in Wrestling with the Future Podcast on YouTube, and our station will pop right up. Uh, Twitter, it's at Wrestling Future, no G. At Wrestling Future. If you've got questions, comments, or show suggestions, send us an email at wrestling wrestling with I'll get it right. Hold on, T. <laughs> wrestling with the future at gmail.com. And we answer everything that comes in. So if it takes us a little bit, just bear with us. So on behalf of Benny Scala from Ocala. Mr. Marvelous, the movie maker himself, Mike Messier. I am your host, Psychic Media Angelo. Thank you, everybody. Tune in again. Our next guest will be the incomparable female wrestler, Joyce Grable. Until then, happy wrestling. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.